welcome to the Synity Hub podcast. Today we're joined by Chris Nair, Chief Digital Officer at Synity, to discuss the role of the Chief Digital Officer in 2020 and beyond. Hi Chris, thanks for joining us today on our podcast. So tell us a little bit about yourself and how you became the CDO of Synity. Well, thanks for having me, uh, Elliot. It's terrific to be here today. So um, I joined Synity in, uh, in 2019. Uh, my background is in industry. I was a global vice president at Johnson & Johnson for many years, um, delivering large transformation programs, uh, primarily on the business side, but always with significant uh, technology, uh, technology components and, and digital transformation components. Uh, after leaving Johnson & Johnson, I was the CEO of an artificial intelligence and machine learning software um, that I started with a couple of colleagues focused on digital transformation, data monetization with kind of a focus on unstructured data, and uh, then had the opportunity to join up as part of the, the leadership team at Synity, as I mentioned in the, the beginning of the year. Brilliant. So what are the challenges that you currently see in the market for customers and, and how do you as a CDO approach those, those challenges? Excellent question. And let me, let me divide that into kind of two parts. Um, in my view, there was a baseline set of challenges around um, technology investment, using that for real business transformation and for growth. Uh, all of that got very much accelerated when we went into the, the pandemic in, in 2020. And uh, as much as, um, I guess my view is that there's been terrific progress in kind of operation strategy, technology, and in the digital space, um, but it, it's left executives and companies, um, particularly non-technology companies um, pr prior to the pandemic with sort of a feeling of incompletion. So while there's been a lot of progress made, I think it's been very challenging for executives and managers um, to really kind of grasp what, the, what are the right investment programs? How do we really use digital technology and digital transformation to connect with our customers and then also to optimize our, our, our operations? Now, fast forward into the pandemic and there's been um, obviously a, a very, very significant set of economic disruptions um, on the on this, and I think it's that has kind of two components to it. So one, um, on the supply side, what we found, and you know, this is um, for for many of our own clients and for clients of our our partners, the global strategic integrators, and and so on, um, significant disruption to global supply chains. So whereas the last ten years, in particular, you could think of on this on the supply side as being very focused on optimization. EBITDA, margin, uh, cost of goods sold optimization. I think in retrospect, that was perhaps at the expense of flexibility and, and agility. And what we found in the pandemic and what many of our clients are, are reacting to, uh, to now is the need to kind of reconfigure that, that supply side. Um, you know, for example, I'll give a North America example. Um, many North America manufacturing and industrial companies are heavily dependent on Asia supply chains, which were significantly disrupted going into the, the pandemic. On the demand side, uh, just briefly, there's a, a broad set of challenges around um, softness of demand, kind of industries that are winning and industries that are losing as the entire world is, is, uh, is responding to, you know, 
industry-specific challenges related to the economy and to the pandemic. So, you know, there's a um, very interesting and important set of challenges on that base of good progress, but not quite as good as aspirational. And then this major externality that really disrupted uh, economically supply chain and then demand um, kind of holistically in, in the entire market. And I know this is a, a long answer, but it's a, a topic that I'm very passionate about. Um, you know, great opportunity um, for companies like us that are in the digital transformation space to really take a step back and think about how do we use the power of our software, of our services? How do we work better with clients to kind of not just respond to what's happened in the pandemic, but really reimagine and kind of live back into that, that promise that was the foundation that was you know, kind of top of mind last year before everything changed? Exactly. That dreaded COVID word has been on our minds for all of us this past year and all strategy that may have been put together at the beginning of the year could have gone completely out the window. I guess it's a good time and, and shows the importance of having uh, roles like yourself in a business when everything needs to move digital and people need to innovate and, and evolve. Having a role like yours during the COVID period has been essential for for progression and for sort of business as usual um, within businesses. So what skills would a, do CDOs need to empower clients' digital transformation and, and get them to think about their digital strategy and their digital agenda? Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's kind of you to say so. And, I, you know, certainly aspirationally, that's the case that I, I uh, hope I've been able to, to help our clients and, and help our, our own company. Um, you know, a, a chief digital officer role in, on, on one level is, is kind of loosely defined, but um, if I were to share, you know, what I feel is valuable to me personally and, and important to some of my colleagues, and it's kind of an interesting combination of, uh, at a starting point, maybe like a high value ad management consulting persona. So, you know, one of the things that, that I always try to look at, um, what's the business strategy? What's the commercial strategy? How is it business, you know, Synergy or one of our clients, what are they doing for their customers? What are their growth aspirations? And then what are their aspirations in terms of differentiation, market positioning, cost structure, capital structure, and so on? So that to me is absolutely the, the starting point. Now, um, of course, to be digital, it's then very helpful to understand, you know, how is operations and technology strategy in particular going to impact that? How is that going to be able to, 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 move, to move the needle? And then sort of lastly, there's an interesting aspect of, of sales and marketing in the whole thing as well. And I would say that this, if you're a chief digital officer in a business-to-business um, -business company like ours, obviously that's very important in terms of articulating what kinds of offers are there, what kinds of services, what kinds of software are there that are gonna help the, the customers you know, move the needle on their business aspirations, perhaps even more so um, on, the, on the client side, thinking of yourself as driving a transformation, you know, understanding how that plugs into what the, the business aspirations are, but then internally selling and, and marketing it, and, and it's often, you know, to use another perhaps overused but important phrase, it's often disruptive because you're bringing a way of thinking um, that, you know, sometimes will we'll turn an existing business model um, on its head 
And that requires, you know, very good articulation and, and kind of a sales and marketing lens. And, and you know, sort of last point, it, it's very, uh, it's very significant in, in the digital space that there is this disruptive element. Business models are changing and, and the um, kind of the economics of the previous generation of large industrial companies have all been to some extent dis disintermediated by the prevalence of information technology and digital technology. So kind of understanding how those pieces fit together, you know, starting with the business strategy and then understanding what are the uh, kind of emerging business models, technologies, um, different options, different ways of looking at the world from a, from a, a digital technology standpoint, but then being able to communicate that um, to stakeholders. In, in most cases, the digital, uh, digital officer role is going to be um, less of, an, of an, uh, an implementation or execution role and more of an innovation role so that you're one is kind of the tip of the arrow and coming up with these strategies, how they're going to be implemented, and then hopefully, um, you know, handing them off to to a CIO's office or a COO or a, a chief commercial officer's um, office in, in order to, to drive the execution. So, so based on that, how, how do you break up your time between strategy planning and implementation and then and reviewing as well? Um, this is just for me personally, it's, a, it's an excellent question. I mean, uh, probably two thirds of my time is on, um, is on strategy innovation, um, trying to kind of peek around the corner and see how we can get ahead. And, and the rest is on, uh, is on planning and, and implementation. And, you know, for myself, fortunately, we're, um, we're, we're very privileged in Synergy to have an, you know, an outstanding leadership team and then outstanding execution teams within the regions and within the functions. So I, you know, my, my joke in a way that isn't a joke is every program that I start, sort of the first thought is why, how is this gonna be so cool for our business and for our customers? The second thought is how do I work myself out of a job as quickly as possible so that I can go on to the next cool thing, you know, while making sure that the, the thing that I've just moved off from, you know, gets done and gets done in a quality manner with, you know, proper metrics that are well-dressed and kind of, you know, good housekeeping, good hygiene measures to make sure that it actually completes the, the last mile. So, I mean, to me, this is, um, it's, it's a really, really fun, uh, fun kind of a job. And I, I love doing that, um, that innovation piece. Uh, you know, interestingly, my, my background, as I mentioned, is, is probably much more on um, the execution of a, a received transformation strategy and then, you know, I've been very fortunate to be able to graduate to, you know, kind of helping with our own transformation and then uh, helping clients with their transformations uh, from a digital standpoint. Yeah, that's great. It's nice to have a touch point on each level of the journey and, and see the outcomes from from draft to success. So, um, so yeah, yeah. I, ab absolutely. And I, you know, I think um, the. Uh, you know, maybe one footnote to this is is part of doing innovation is that you know some of the ideas are going to be bad or some of them are not going to be practical and they're going to fail. So there, you know, I, I per, perhaps to go back to your other question, you know, maybe not a um, uh, maybe a characteristic that's important is is a fair amount of risk tolerance and a will, willingness to experiment and you know realize that some of your experiments are not going to work out well. But to your point, you know, if you have enough of them where, uh, where you can score some goals and then you can actually see that and see the benefit that it brings, that's, um, uh, you know, really, really fantastic.
Brilliant. So digging in a little bit deeper um, with what you said before in terms of looking at technologies, etc. So with technologies innovating and changing all the all the time, how do you keep up with the change how, and, and the demand as well? Well, it's, you know, it's, it's difficult to do that. And, and there's a, it, it's funny you mentioned that I was looking at, um, there's a, a, a page that gets published every year um, on the landscape of AI, machine learning, big data technologies. And it's the thing's got about 500 companies in this very complex matrix. So um, what, what I, I think is, is key for me is, you know, one, having just a, a level of general awareness. Um, trying to keep track of the major trends in technology. I spend a fair amount of time um, talking to people who I feel like are, are smarter and more knowledgeable than I am about what's important and kind of triangulating a bit, right? Because there's, there's too much for any one person to know. Um, the other thing that I do in, in, in that vein is, you know, when I have um, kind of a new idea or a new program, I, I normally, I have, you know, maybe eight or 10 people who I kind of market tested on privately and say, hey, this is what I'm seeing, you know, does this seem like a good idea? And then um, what I do on a periodic, periodic basis, excuse me, is kind of step back and look at, um, you know, what's going on in, in the macro economy, what's going on in major industries where, you know, where I'm kind of knowledgeable or where we have a, a heavy client base and what impacts have we seen uh, technologically over time. So, I, I, you know, I think it's important to, to kind of balance it in a sense. Um, what, what I've found to work well is to kind of zoom in and zoom out. So periodically you want to zoom out and do kind of an environmental scan. And, and I want to emphasize the point I made before. It, I think it's, it's just as important to understand macroeconomics, industry economics and geopolitics as it is to understand what's going on in, in AI and ML. And I feel like if you do the second without doing the first, you're just missing major pieces of context for how all the puzzle pieces fit together. What, what I'll then do, you know, where I have the opportunity to is go, go really deep into a couple of areas. And, and there's sort of a, a divide in those. Some, some I'll go into something that I know extremely well. So for myself, because I, I've spent almost 20 years in life sciences, life sciences is complicated. I know a lot about it. I'll, and it's, more, it's very complicated compared to a lot of other industries. So I will often sort of take an idea that came out of the environment scan and, and out of the, the feedback circle that I have that sort of stakeholders and say, how would this work in life sciences and go into something that I know a lot about and sort of thought experimented there. Conversely, I'll then try to see if I could figure out how to apply it in an area that I don't know very much about or that I'm still learning about. So kind of between that constellation of things, um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a kind of a question of intellectual curiosity and then a question of trying to stay educated on all of this and, and also uh, thinking outside the box a little bit in terms of what's gonna happen um, in the future, just as opposed to, you know, constantly replicating um, what we've seen work or received wisdom or kind of group think technologically of which there's a lot um, in this whole space. There's, you know, there's a lot of good stuff, but it's important to uh, kind of decode where there's smoke and mirrors and kind of flavor of the month in technology as well. So there, you know, there are a lot of different pieces to it. And, you know, what I would share for anyone who's, um, you know, sort of getting into this space is it pick somewhere to start, kind of follow the things that you're interested in. But I, I think that the most important thing to me is that 
business, environment, technology, and then kind of zoom in and zoom out. And, and by doing that over time, you can kind of get to a process where I, you know, I'd like to think that I have some good um, uh, articulation to myself and to other people, of, you know, what's going on in the market and, and, you know, where I can help our company and help our clients produce, you know, real value um, for themselves. Yeah, that's brilliant. It's nice, like you said, to have like a pulse on each on each area and it doesn't have to be necessarily what's going on in the industry. It could be something that's going on in the environment that impacts something within the business. So yeah, that's that's really interesting. Um so obviously Synity's bread and butter is is everything, data, every data transformation, data journey. So in your role, what is your relationship between um, the CDO and data management? And how do you use data to um, make an impact? Well, that's a you know really interesting question. So if I, I, I think about our, um, our, our, let me answer that in a couple of ways. So, you know, just in terms of where I focus my energy to help our company and to help our clients, you know, we've got a, a go-to-market strategy that hopefully is very well understood. That's a combination of, uh, you know, direct business, the uh, the SAP relationship, and then the the global strategic integrator relationships. We've got then a, a regional deployment approach, and then we have a concentration in in certain industries. And then we have kind of expansion hopes in, in all of those dimensions. So, you know, as a starting point, um, I look at our, our sales data, our pipeline data, um, you know, everything that's kind of around where, where are our growth aspirations and how do they map to kind of the different buckets in that to sort of understand what, what will be valuable. Um, the, the second, and that's perhaps a bit more of a quantitative um, approach, the more qualitative approach is going back to what I was sharing a few minutes ago of you know trying to understand what's happening in the market and what's going on in the market. So I'll give you a specific example of this that I, I think is very important um, to understand and very important for, for us to really do good work for our clients, uh, which is the following. There's been a, a, this is both quantitative and qualitative, there's been a detectable change in um, customer buying behavior uh, and this sort of goes back to some of the the um, uh, mixed success of digital and technology transformation. So what's become much more prevalent is I want value as I go along. You know, I'm not going to spend $100 million and wait four years to start getting a revenue flow or a cost savings flow from that. I need to get it more on um, on a, on a bite-sized basis or try before you buy. That doesn't necessarily mean that the, the bigger programs aren't still happening, but you can detect when you scan in the market that the there are fewer programs that clients are doing in, in kind of the data space that are more highly concentrated. One, and two, it's more commonly the entry point that you have to kind of fight your way in through incremental value delivery rather than, you know, five years ago, 10 years ago, there might be multiple big, big programs. That's kind of one, one aspect. The, the other thing that I, I think is, is very important and, you know, where, where I spend a fair amount of time when I have the opportunity kind of continuing to educate our, our clients is, you know, data is at the absolute nexus of everything our clients are trying to do from a digital transformation strategy. And I think sometimes, weirdly, that that 
it's just a fact gets missed and there's an education that's required for that. Uh, I'm very keen from a synergy perspective to help our clients and also help us connect the dots between the you know, kind of bread and butter data transformation or data migration work that we do, and then the ongoing data operations, master data management, metadata management, data quality work that we do to maintain that data asset in good order. And, and in an interesting way in that data journey, um, the, the, the second thing is certainly at least as important as the first, the migration and perhaps more important because any company that, that wants to do you know, the digital transformation thing or be more digital, really what they're talking about, in, you know, in, in, in our language is I want to do a better job with my data. And if you want to do a better job with your data, then, you know, perhaps a bit simplistically, but I think very importantly, a, a critical step to that is actually taking care of your data and investing in it and investing in, in people, processes and technology around it the same way you invest in human capital management, the same way you take care of, you know, the machines in your factory, if you're a company that makes physical things. So that that whole, you know, sort of full circle around data, data transformation or migration, you know, data, um, data operations and sort of all the different components of it. And then uh, a virtuous circle that really looks at how am I going to, how am I going to make money from this? If I'm, a, if I'm a customer, right? How am I going to drive my business? Now, either via growth or, or by, via op optimization, capital structure improvement, quality improvement, and, and so on. Um, so, so you know, I, I think one thing that we can all do as, as a company um, is really both for ourselves and for our clients kind of help focus on that holistic view of the different moments at which you engage in data, but how fundamental it is to the idea of a digital transformation and how fundamental that idea is to, you know, kind of the strategic business aspirations around growth and differentiation and quality and, and cost or capital structure optimization that companies care about. Great. That's, that's brilliant. So, so yeah, every, everything kind of comes together for this, uh, business strategy, as you said, growth, if it's data, digital transformation, the, everything just works hand in hand. So f to consider one, you have to consider the other. Um, well, that, that, just to interject, that, that's, that, that, that's the idea. And I think that's the aspiration. In, in reality, um, most companies are very, very fragmented in the way that they deal with data. Yeah. And so, you know, I, part of the reason I was, I was sharing, I think that, you know, part of the um, part of the value that we bring is educating on how to think about it, how the pieces fit together. You know, it isn't just slap in a technology solution and all your problems are going to go away. It's, you know, how does that solution link to a strategy? Do you have the right organization in place and the right processes to support it? Um, so, I, you know, I, I, I think that that um, is very clearly to me the case, having worked in, you know, kind of a variety of, of different roles in industry and on the consulting and technology side, I think in most clients, the even large clients, the maturity level of understanding how all those pieces fit together and then having, you know, specific humans in leadership roles with accountability to stitch all of that together. There's a lot of progress that um, I, I think actually the market conditions are going to force that progress to be made at a, at a faster clip over the next five years, which is a great, you know, great opportunity for us, both in terms of education and value, but also in terms of the growth of our own business. 
Brilliant. So I think we, we've had a lot of great points there. So, um, so we'll end there, Chris. Thank you so much for joining us today on, on the podcast. It's been really insightful. Um, if you want to find out more information about Chris or about uh, the chief, the role of a chief digital officer, please join and get involved with the Synity Hub. Uh, as Chris mentioned, building awareness about the importance of data is at the heart of our of our goal here. So any questions, please feel free to submit and we look forward to seeing you again soon. Thanks again, Chris. Thank you so much. It was uh, an absolute pleasure and I'm, I'm happy uh, as, as you know, hopefully you got in the audience, Scott, I, I love talking about all this. So I'm, I'm more than happy to, to follow up if anyone wants to sort of go deeper into, uh, into any of these areas. And um, thanks, for, uh, thanks for having me on the podcast. I, I had a lot of fun doing it. No problem. Thanks guys. Bye.